Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, um, you might kind of uh, think, okay, I'm 250 miles from home on Father's Day. Got two kids of my own. And yeah, the reality is I could have got in a car and driven home last night. And I could have been there to wake up to be there with my family. But you know what? As I thought about it, as I reflected... There's no better place to be on Father's Day than to be launching a cap debt center. There's no better place to be launching something that is literally going to be bringing hope and freedom to families who are this close to splitting up. To families where the dad is no longer going to be there if we don't get there in time, if you don't get there in time, where people, children are going to be growing up without their dad there potentially, maybe without their mum there depending on how it goes, but mum and dad ripped apart simply because people owe money. I don't know about you, but family breakdown shouldn't happen just because people owe money. And yet this is still one of the biggest causes of family breakdown in our society. And as I think about it and as I reflect and as I think about the fact that, yeah, okay, I will get home eventually today, probably about 5 o'clock this evening, something like that. And, uh, but being here, having the chance to share cap with you, having the chance to share all that God is doing with us and through us, is just an amazing privilege. I reflected, yeah, it has been almost 18 years since I've been involved at CAP. And, uh, oh, brilliant, look at that, into paper copy. And, um, you know, I reckon over that time, over, well, certainly over the 20 years that CAP has been in existence, we estimate, and you can only estimate with these things, we estimate there's probably 20,000 families that have not split up as a result of debt because of churches like you up and down this country, being prepared to step in and make the difference. We reckon we've probably averted around 30,000 suicide attempts, people that would have taken their lives if we hadn't stepped in. There's around 15,000 homes have not been repossessed because of the work of churches like you. And so it's fantastic and so exciting. It's great to have this in Romsey. We've had some brilliant work going on in Southampton for numbers of years now, which is why I love that quote from Hampshire County Council. I want that written down and on our, on our website, which is absolutely amazing. And so, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about CAP. It's amazing to see we've got a fantastic team of befrienders. And I hope you're okay, and I hope you're here and you're ready to be generous this morning. Because as Sim said, the two ways you can do that. I hope you're ready to get behind our national vision. I'm going to share some of that. And I totally hope you're ready to get behind the local vision as well. God loves it when we give. He especially loves it when we give to the poor and the broken in our midst. Oh, I've got two options now. Fantastic. Look at that. So, it says in the Bible, in the Word of God, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says this. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. This speaks to us that he is the unchanging one. He is the one who does not change, and he is the one who will be faithful. He was faithful, and he will forever be faithful. Now, you might kind of say, well, what does that mean? Well, one of the things I think it means is you can go to the Bible, you can go to the Word of God, and you can say, what was Jesus like? What is Jesus like? Because if we read the stuff that he did when he walked this earth, we get a sense of what he was like yesterday, 
That tells us, if Hebrews 13.8 is true, what he is like today and also gives us hope and assurance that he will be like it forever. And obviously, what is Jesus like in the Bible? Well, how long have you got? We could spend weeks and weeks and weeks, couldn't we? But one of the things that completely and utterly marked out his ministry, one of the things that made him this kind of radically compassionate leader that he was and is and always will be, is his heart for the poor and the broken that are in his midst. This is completely shown by when he stood up. And he stood up and he read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he said these words. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me. If you're not new to church, that just means he's given me power by his spirit. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Recovery of sight for the blind. He did the odd miracle as well, in case you were wondering. He has sent me to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is who Jesus was, and this is who Jesus is. He is the one who proclaims good news to the poor, sets captives free and proclaims freedom for people in prison, and brings the year of the Lord's favor, God's goodness to others. He is also the one who told the rich young ruler to go and give all he had to the poor. He is the one who said that if you are poor in spirit, then you will be blessed by God. He is the one who cared for the outcast, for the rejected, for the prostitutes. He is the one who all the religious people said, you know that Jesus, he's a friend of sinners. This is who he was, and this is who he still is today. And if this is who he was and is, then we have to ask the question, what about us, the church, often referred to in the Bible as the body of Christ? God's body on earth, Christ's body on earth, his hands, his feet, his heart here on earth. Do we represent him the way that he is and the way that he was? Do we display the radical love and compassion that set him apart? That got him into trouble for being that friend of sinners, for hanging out with the wrong crowd? Because the same mandate that was on Jesus to preach good news to the poor, freedom to captives, that same mandate sits upon us today as a church. Sure, it may look a bit different from when he walked, when he walked with his, his first disciples, when the early church was established, but they too were known for their heart for the poor, their heart for the broken. This radically inclusive community that became known eventually in our language as church, they represented Christ and it is our job to represent him well into every community that we find ourselves in. For me, that's in the center of Bradford. For you, it's in the center of Romsey. Very similar places. 
Well, they're both English, all right? You know, they're both in England. Okay, there's definitely that. But I'll tell you what they do have in common. Compassionate churches at the heart of them who are prepared to put their money where their mouth is, their time where their mouth is, their effort and their prayers exactly where Jesus would want them placed. I'm going to tell you a little bit about our big vision, but I also want to tell you about the small vision. Because, you know, at the end of the day, yes, we can celebrate tens of thousands of people being saved and rescued and given hope and gone debt-free and all of that sort of thing. We can do that. But for our God and for Jesus, this this amazing God-man that walked the earth, it was all about the individual. And it still has to be today. Here's a photo on the screen of a guy called Stuart. Stuart, his yesterday looked hopeless. His yesterday was a yesterday of bitterness, of isolation, of not knowing which way to turn, of being completely and utterly crushed by his situation, 25,000 pounds in debt, being out of work for a long period of time. He was crushed. And the reality is, that the people that we reach and the people that you are going to reach today are crushed. Every third home that Joe walks into, and some of you with her, is going to sit somebody who has seriously considered suicide as a way out. Either seriously considered it or have attempted it. I've been on the road and I've been doing events for the last couple of days. I've spoken to four people, or four groups of people, a couple of them were couples, And three out of the four talking about suicide as the only way out in their minds. This one couple from Exeter, they actually got up and they bravely talked about the fact of the day when, despite only owing a thousand pounds to council tax, which is so easily resolvable, they they went and they looked for help at one agency, another agency, and nobody was able to help them. And so they went home and together they decided, that's it, there is no hope, there is no way out. And they got the pills, and they took them. And they went to sleep believing that they would not ever wake up again. There are people today, here in Romsey, who have probably got a box of pills, and they don't know if there is any other way out of this situation. That will be a reality today. People crushed, crushed. There will be people today in this place. And I know it's an affluent place, but you know, debt. Debt attacks all levels of society. There will be people sitting behind a mask. In fact, one or two of you may even be sat here today. Lady I interviewed last night was sat in church, hiding behind a mask of £80,000 worth of debt and suicidal, until someone like me turned up and talked about cap, and she said, okay, I'll get some help. People not being able to feed themselves. Marriages being broken down. Now, the great thing is, and I can't go into the detail of exactly what we do to help people, 
it's this brilliant combination. I'll tell you what, we have an award-winning head office. Yeah, we were given Debt Advice Provider of the Year last year. But there's only one reason that we are that brilliant, and it's because it, that works in partnership with people like Joe to bring the hope to life, to bring it to a real, real place of truly changing lives, truly transforming people. If it was just people on a phone in Bradford, if it was just our well-trained debt counselors just there, they'd be able to do a good job. But because we go into people's homes, we can do an excellent job. You do what you do, and then my team back at head office, we get to work. We contact the banks, we contact the payday lenders, we contact the debt collectors, and we basically say, in more formal language than this, get your hands off these people. They cannot afford to repay you at the rate you want them to. You will accept this much money as repayment of debt, and you will now stop hassling them, stop driving them into the ground, stop driving them to that place of suicide, and accept our offer. We, we say it much nicer and more politely <laughs> than that. But that's what we mean. <laughs> and it works, and it is effective. This is why it's great. By the way, I also help lead a church in Bradford, and we also have a debt center. And the reason is because, I tell you what, as a church, I want to be working with some people who can stand up to the big boys and the banks and the collections industry and all of that. We are the David that stands up to the Goliath. Okay? And the good news is, actually, that they're not so much of a Goliath. In this case, David and Goliath kind of get on because we've convinced them it's in their interest to work well with us. And they do work well with us, which is fantastic and wonderful. So for Stuart, our award-winning debt help got him out of debt, which was fantastic. For Stuart, he came to the job club. In my spare time, I run a job club. So on a Tuesday, when work finishes, I run a job club with a bunch of volunteers, which is amazing. He'd done, there was one year he'd done 500 applications in one year and had six replies, every single one of them a no. This was a guy crushed as well. But it didn't take long. A few sessions with us, a few sessions in terms of helping him kind of like with his CV and his interview skills and all of that. Just amazing. Back into work. His today is completely transformed. Out of debt, in work, contributing to society, not crushed anymore, but lifting his head up high. Yeah, he went debt-free, but he's just one of two and a half thousand families that go debt-free every single year through the work that we do. Yeah, he, uh, he paid his debts off, a few thousand pounds worth of debt, which might sound great, but every single month through the work that we do, and by the way, all the work we do is just churches like you guys, okay? Nothing is done unless it's the local church doing it, because that's how much we believe in the local church, and through our 300, and I don't know the current number because we just trained a bunch more last week, probably around 310, 320 debt centers, three million pounds every single month is cleared of debt. Every single month, think about it, three million pounds every single month lifted off the shoulders. Jesus yesterday, today, forever, said, I've come to release the oppressed. I've come to set captives free. And three million of debt every single month is setting oppressed people free. It's amazing. Now, I can tell that 
you lot are a bunch of Christians that are actually excited about knowing God. Yeah? And I personally believe that as Christians, if we truly believe what we believe, then if we don't tell other people about it, we are the most selfish people on this earth. We have to be open and we have to be sharing all that God is doing for us. How do we do that? Well, we do it really, really simply. And, uh, you know, for, 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 for people who maybe aren't people of faith, it's really important they understand everybody gets exactly the same service. If Joe walks into a home and someone says, forget that Jesus stuff, forget that Christian stuff, forget that church stuff, I am not interested, they will get no less love, no less compassion, no less of an award-winning service that we will provide. But what we will do is we will just do something really, really simple, and that is this, we will offer to pray for people. But it's because it's what we do. And you can be reassured that actually people don't mind it. And I, can, I, I tell you why I can reassure you is because we do, we, do, we, we do research into it to ask people what it was like to be offered to pray for. And overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly kind of high number of people just say, I loved it. Or it was a bit odd, but I, it was okay. It's fair. It's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. I don't know if you can remember not being a Christian, if you ever were. A bit odd. I tell you what, people feel loved when we offer to pray for them. As we offer to pray for them, we often have the chance and the opportunity to share Jesus, to give people a chance to explore faith, to give people a chance to, 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 to find this amazing God who we know loves them passionately and has changed our lives and transformed our lives. For Stuart, we believe his forever has changed. I know this, I mean, this guy, this guy was, uh, yeah, he would have described himself as a hardened atheist. Um, you mentioned Alpha earlier, so you run Alpha. So we also run Alpha in our church, chance for people to explore the Christian faith. And the idea is to bring your, your biggest, hardest questions. And boy, was that Stuart's mission, okay? He, he came with the express purpose of talking all of us out of, Believing in God. It was his third Alpha course <laughs> of having tried to convince us that we were all wrong and a bunch of loonies. He's kind of probably right on that second bit. Um, trying to convince us that we were wrong. He, just, uh, he, he, he said he just went home and obviously something had stuck. And he just said, okay, God, it says in the Bible... Knock and you shall find. All right then, I'm knocking. And God in his grace and his mercy just flooded the room where he was sat and gave him an experience of love that he just, he knew from there and then. He was God. Now, man, passionate, on fire for God. One of my, one of my job club volunteers, he volunteers in our food bank. He's, 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 he only works part-time at Morrison's. He just gives and gives and gives. This man is transformed. He is full of love. He is full of joy. He is full of peace. He has a whole new life. It is amazing. This is freedom. This is true freedom. And he is just one of thousands just before Christmas last year, we celebrated 5,000 people who have made some form of faith commitment over the 20 years of CAP. 
And hey, yeah, there are tens of thousands who have received God's love and heard about it and gone, you know what, that stuff's not for me. But there are plenty who have gone, you know what, that totally, totally is for me. And the freedom that that brings into people's lives is amazing. I'm going to just show you a, a quick film, a film that will hopefully bring this to life for you. As you watch this, I want you to, what well, is I want you to think, and I want you to almost like pray as you're watching and listening. Very soon, these people will be as a result of our effort. Yeah? The stories you're going to hear are not unusual, they are very, very typical. Okay, so, so, so here we, have, we are also featuring some of our other work, our release groups and our job clubs. But you know what? Many of the issues are the same. And the hope and freedom that could be brought into people's lives is exactly the same. So if we could just play that film, that would be fantastic. But I just lost all hope, to be honest, that it wasn't going to happen for me. No one was going to help me and I was doomed. I did attempt suicide in, 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 in the brinks of despair. I did, uh, I think for a year, I just carried on drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. I counted the application, job applications one year, over 500 job applications. I didn't want to be around my children. I just didn't want to live anymore. I just didn't, I couldn't see a way out. I wanted to kill myself, so, you know, I took overdoses. I had nothing, really, and nothing to look forward to. If I was very lucky, I'd wake up and be in my flat. If not, nine times out of ten, it was in um, Derrington Police Station. It becomes one big blur. I got blow. so low for Where it. Where bailiffs at the door, Where you just don't care about literally anything. I wanted my life gone. The debts People were so bad. Say, Came about the release group because I contacted Cap um, and I said I had issues with addictions, uh, especially around drink. Where the actual group was based was actually in a church and yeah, I'll be honest, it might have been the fact I knew that I'd probably have something to eat there and a drink that got me through the door. The guy that ran it was brilliant, and through the weeks we looked at all different topics, like anger, um, forgiveness, and it worked, and it, and it did work for me. You know, since I found God, I don't, any situation I, I go into now, I believe he's there. I mean, he's right, he's here right now. Before the release group, I was drinking pretty much every weekend there was, so since the release group, yeah, not touch a drop. I'd been out of work for a long period of time and uh, I'd, heard, I'd heard, I thought I'd heard everything. So we did this interview session. Uh, I had a real interview the following day. Every question that we'd gone over was uh, asked me again that day. And it was so, so easy. It was such a breeze. I was so relaxed. I believe that's one of the reasons I got the job. And uh, most of the people that I started with are good friends, and uh, most of them have jobs. Since I've become uh, involved with CAP, I became a Christian, uh, which I didn't expect. So a fantastic Lord's with us all the time. A wonderful life. 
I went along to St John's and I met Emma and I remember walking I remember walking through St John's church and there was an instant connection I felt absolutely at peace I was frightened because I knew I had so much paperwork and debt I didn't know what to expect or where to begin to be honest with you and she sat me down and she was absolutely so so kind and just made me feel at ease and um, we started our journey I remember actually helping me with food as well that day because I had no food. The bankruptcy was all filed and filled out at head office, which is amazing. It was in two packs, and one was for me and one was for the bankruptcy. And then we went up. To, Emma and I went up to the court. It was amazing. Just you know, just the weight lifting. And uh, today I'm full of the Holy Spirit, and I do believe this is God's will. And um, I feel that I've always had a hole in my soul and my life, but it's been fulfilled now. So I feel I have peace of mind and I feel quite content, you know, and I'm really grateful, really, really grateful for Christians Against Poverty because without them, I wouldn't be here today. I have a clean, sober life. I don't smoke anymore. I have my family back. I have a contact with my mum and dad that I've never had. We, we get on, we laugh about so much stuff. There's no arguments. And I believe that had I not made the decision of contacting Cap, probably would never have got that. So thank you, Cap. Yeah, the Cap job's brilliant. There's something for everybody that's out of work. And since I got a job within the first month, absolutely fantastic. New life, new leaf, all systems go. I'm a Christian and I love it. I'm a happy Christian. So thanks a lot out there, uh, all you people at CAP. Since meeting Christians Against Poverty, I've found a faith which I'm truly grateful for. I'm debt free, I don't drink anymore. I've got my family back, I'm a nan. I worship every Sunday and I'm so happy to go forward for the rest of my life debt free and happy. And for that, I'm truly grateful. Would you consider giving £12 a month to Christians Against Poverty to change somebody's life like mine forever? Thank you. Take a few moments to explain really why, yeah, I would love for all of you to respond in some way to get behind the national work of Christians Against Poverty to see this thing continue to grow and expand. I have now done almost 18 years. I have absolutely no idea how many church talks I have done. I have no idea how many times I've stood before brothers and sisters like you and said, will you be generous and would you make this thing happen? Every single time I've stood in a church, yeah, admittedly that church have had to kind of like raise some money locally and also we have had the national thing. And the only reason I'm standing here today is because church after church after church, people have responded. People have said, yes, I'll give 12 pounds a month. I'll give five pounds a month. I'll give 20 pounds a month. I'll give three pounds a month. I will do this. Because we have had a vision since day one to see this nation covered. Covered in originally just debt centers, but now all of our services. Other people's generosity is the only reason that we've been able to open your debt center here. That's the only reason. 
You know, it took us 10 years to get to 50 centers. It took us another 10 years to grow to 500 centers, which includes our job clubs and our release groups. And we have a vision now to grow from 500 to 1,000 in the next five years. And so I'm asking you, okay, your debt center's in the bag. It's safe, okay? We're committed to you. I'm not asking you for Romsey. I'm asking you for the next town and the next city and the next place that we need to get to. And I'm asking you too to do it because as an organization, we don't rely on government funding. It's been fairly obvious that we are fairly out there in terms of our Christian faith expression, okay? And sometimes government money will pay for that. Often it will come with strings attached, which we understand. We understand government, in a sense, feel they can't be giving money for people to tell people about Jesus, despite the fact that our work is award-winning and phenomenal and recognized all across. But it's only because people like yourself say, you know what, I'll give a few pounds a month, I'll become a life changer, and because of that, the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one becomes possible. So as you're thinking about this, I really just pray that God might move your heart. Like I say, it doesn't have to be a lot. There's 28,000 people, couples across this nation upon whose shoulders your debt center are standing. And because of them, we are able to keep going and keep growing. So there's two things, really. And in fact, I might just kind of like just take a moment and ask you to even... Can you just pick up the form that you're sat on or is under your chair? Now, alongside the giving, um, I've brought uh, a copy of John Kirby's book, Nevertheless. And uh, you've already heard how this book has been transformational, how this book has been changing people's lives. And we want to give a copy of this book away. And, and the thing is, if, if you just want to take a book, you don't feel able to step out and to say, I'm, I want to give just a few pounds a month to cap. If you don't feel able to do that, you can still take a free book with you. But I would still need to know your details as to where the book is going. I'd also just really encourage you, um, yeah, kind of like w w within all of this, to, yeah, to be able to uh, just kind of, yeah, just let us know where the book has gone so we can encourage you and um, support you. Um, I'm sorry that the forms aren't brilliant. Our real forms are locked in a manse somewhere, apparently, or with a, a, with, with a, a parcel depot, as we unfortunately uh, went to the wrong place. But if you would, if you would, uh, yeah, just be able to consider giving to this work, then that's vital. It's vital for you, it's vital for us, and it's vital for the next services that we're going to reach, for the next people that we're going to reach, for the next lives we're going to change, for the next thousands that we're going to keep in their own homes, fathers and mothers kept together, kids with their dads still with them, people not committing suicide across this nation because of the work we do. So yeah, we just really, really encourage you to do that. That would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. We are going to be at the table at the back. The pens are on your chairs. Get the forms filled in. Come and see us. Any questions you've got, come and see us. I'm sure Joe will be with us as well. You've probably got questions about how it's going to work locally, and she will be able to answer them. And uh, yeah, thank you, Tim. Thanks for partnering with us and uh, for you and the whole leadership team and for the whole church. Just really, really grateful for your warm welcome here. Thank you very much.
For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.